Gentani and welcome to another episode of the Godfather Father Minute. Minute. My name is your host, Alex Robinson. And my name is your host, Andy Robinson. And together we collectively make up the Godfather Minute, Minute Brothers. Brothers. Hosts. Co-hosts. 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 Really. Uh, today we're talking about Minute 140, everybody. Minute 140 of The Godfather. Alex, repeat after me. Yes. A minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento. Cento. Quaranta. Quaranta? Quaranta. Quaranta. We made it to 140, baby. Cento quaranta. You got it. Oh, it's, it's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. It's nice and easy. Uh, well, minute 140 is, um, it starts off with, uh, in there in the Don's office, and the Don explains to Tom Hagen that uh, his being excluded from the family business, he shouldn't take it personally. <gasps> it's just business. <laughs> Yet again. Yeah. Oh, no, this is the first of two. In GF2, he gets excluded. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, once that is over, uh, then we leave the dreary ethnic East Coast for the drier, cleaner climates of sunny Las Vegas. It's perfect. Tom goes to Las Vegas. To shoot some dice. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> poor, poor Teresa Ward. Um, so let's talk about the Tom bit before we get to oh, Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I didn't know better, let's just say I was I was totally knew nothing about The Godfather, even less than I already do. What do you mean, if you knew nothing about The Godfather? <laughs> <laughs> Omerta. So um, I would think that they were setting it up for Tom to be the Fredo in episode two, to have him being oh. like, I got pushed out. And it was, oh, wow. you know what I mean? Like, because up until now, Tom's been portrayed as very loyal and a, and a good advisor. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he gets kicked out. Yeah, the best I could. Well, do you, so you mean Fredo and GF2 being stepped over, yeah. not being killed. Yeah, yeah. You don't feel like they're setting. setting no, no. I would, I would watch this and go, oh, my gosh, I bet Tom's going to. Tom's gonna yeah. betray the family because he's because he's so angry about it. That'd be it. crazy if they actually were setting him up to get killed if something went wrong. Like <laughs> Tessio warned him or something. Wait, do you mean they were setting him up? You mean they the, the Corleones. Not the not the filmmakers. Not like they had a plan where he was gonna get killed and then like, okay, you know what, let's just drop it. No, the Corleones. Got it. Corleones. <laughs> Both are funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it'd be great if the Corleones had planned to have him killed. They were, they were so brazen about it. They said, Tom, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, but, it seems but, like that would but, be like a uh, warning well, You know what, we'll make you our lawyer in Las Vegas Yeah, yeah, we'll send you out there ahead of time <laughs> Drink some brandy, take it easy <laughs> yeah. Tom uh, looks over at Tessio and says Fish, can you get me off the hook? For, oh, get me off the hook <laughs> For old time's sake Can't do it, Tommy Little does Fish know that soon He will be using that line In fact, he used that line Stolen from Tom Hagen in this original deleted scene In this deleted? Yeah Oh, wow So they're going to kill Hagen He used that line They deleted Mm. that scene But then how is Hagen still alive later on in the movie? Well, they deleted the whole plot They filmed it and everything 
Also, he he survived the end of the movie. Originally, he yeah. died before the end mm-hmm. of the movie. Wow, okay. that's uh, they that's even cool. we're gonna have to get another actor like Bella Lugosi. Was it Bella Lugosi who died mid shoot? Yeah, well, early, very early <laughs> shoot. <laughs> who would they have gotten to get who play a, a Tom Hagen double? Oh my gosh! No, are John you... Cazale? No, he's already. <laughs> That would have been a little confusing. Yeah, Eddie Murphy play, you know, they play all the parts in the in the movie. So I don't know. Who else? Uh, that would be interesting. It'd be great. Robert Redford. Robert Redford, yeah. It'd be great if John Cazale did it, but mm-hmm. he kept his Fredo voice. <laughs> Mikey, Sonny, they might not even be in the car. <laughs> Why am I out? Uh, it's interesting imagining Reek switching the role, everyone swapping oh. one role over, like Fredo playing Tom, uh, Pacino playing Fredo, and, uh, you know, like... Sunny, you know what I mean? You know what they, we call that, Alex? What? In podcast analysis and riffing, we call that a rotation. Rotation. Yeah, that's right. How did you like that sound effect? Rotation. <laughs> rotation. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what they should do. They should, uh, we should uh, re- recast it. With so, who would Hagen, who would uh, Bobby Duvall play? Hmm. Carlo? I was gonna say, Connie, I said clean it up. <laughs> I was going to say Sonny, but I was going to keep it within the family. But if you're to expand it to beyond. You got to yeah. expand it beyond. beyond. Yeah. It'd be great if they still maintained a little bit of dialogue and character from their previous character. Sure, yeah. yeah. Connie, you must you must clean it up or 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 report <laughs> to a court in the morning. I could totally see Al Pacino doing like a Fredo type thing, like a kind of like <laughs> him as like the timid kind of like, you know, scared guy. Oh, yeah. So uh, I could well, maybe. May, oh, you mean who who plays Fredo? I could see Al Pacino doing oh, okay. Fredo. That's I, I couldn't see Sonny do it. I can't see James Jimmy Khan doing Fredo. I can I can see Brando doing Carlo Rizzi. Funny papers. <laughs> <laughs> funny papers clean it up <laughs> funny papers I like you put the emphasis on papers funny papers <laughs> uh, so I, Mikey I, I was stepped over and it didn't feel good <laughs> um, so anyway th- back to this minute we so have got a lot more to say so back to this minute uh, so, so so you sorry to interrupt you asked we if, answered <laughs> you asked what, uh, what he's thinking or why they're doing this? Well, let, let we trust it a bit last week. Yeah. Why they're, why we don't quite know why they're kicking You know, in the out. book, um, Corleone and Corleone and Pacino, <laughs> I mean, Corleone and Corleone Jr. both tell Tom he's out that, that he is out, but that they, um, that they need a lawyer and that he's not, that things could get a little rough, pretty much reiterating what's in the movie. But I assume but he, they were, don't give details, and there are certain information you can't be aware about. You can't know. That's what's weird because things have already gotten a little rough. It's not like I mean they. It's not mm. like they. Tom was totally ignorant of what was happening with all yeah. the like you know killing people and mm-hmm. stuff. So I don't know why now suddenly they're like it's going to get a little rough. You're yeah. going to kill your wife. You know, like why? <laughs> yeah. What? What? Anyway, <laughs> I guess we'll never know. Yeah. Things are going to get really rough, Tom. For example, we're we're going to meet a senator out in Vegas, and we're going to kill his mistress at a uh, at a uh, a rub joint. You might maybe we'll bring you in there to clean it up. <laughs> clean it up. 
things uh things like get a little rough uh specifically if you don't get out of here Marta, kick your ass <laughs> yeah get out of here Tom. <laughs> so so fredo so tom, tom even though you're out just so you know when we get to vegas we're gonna have to jump you back in <laughs> <laughs> every time you think you're out, they're gonna we're gonna pull you back in. Yeah, it's gonna happen every episode. GF one, GF two, even Zaza. No! <laughs> um, so <laughs> Zaza for men. <laughs> so so uh, the Don says it's not that you're a bad conciliary. He says that Sonny was a bad Don. Yeah. Rest is Pete. Rest in peace. Yeah. Interesting, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, just as a quick aside, do you know why people say rest in peace when you say a dead person's uh, name? No. Because superstitious people believe that if you said the person's name, then their spirit would would come out and and be like. It would oh, summon wow. their spirits. If you say rest in peace, it's like saying, okay, no, 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 we you mm. know, rest in peace. Stay, stay in, stay in the afterlife. Wow. So, uh, fascinating. Yes, that's why people say it. So I was uh, going to guess it has something to do with people aren't really dead and that they raised a little flag from the inside of the <laughs> coffin. Are we talking about that? <laughs> well, so you're saying rest in peace is like, we're not coming to get you. Just stay in there. Oh, rest right. in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. That's awesome. It did surprise me that the Don publicly with all these people in the room said that Santino was a bad Don. But it got me thinking. Is he a bad? Was he a bad Don? Or is he the best Don? He did great in the war, the, the, the previous war of the five families. The, the one that's not filmed. Okay. But it's referenced in the book. That's where he made his bones and he yeah. earned his reputation. Yeah. But he was hot-headed. I mean, he got himself killed. So it sounds like he's a good capo regime, but he's not a good Don. He's a good yeah, soldier, but he's probably. not a good Don. Or even not yeah. a good soldier because he's too hot-headed. He flies, goes, flies yeah. off the handle. I mean, he did ultimately take the advice of Tom Hagen and Mikey when they were plotting to kill Solazzo. So at least he can listen well, he, to reason. Yeah. He, he took can... Mikey's advice. Tom yeah. originally was saying, yeah. like, don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Tom was just saying, surrender, give, give yeah, that's Italia, was, yeah. break up the operation. <laughs> just uh... give Italia all along. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, by the way, Tom is still not sure if it was Barzini or Tatalia. <laughs> He's getting confused. Yeah. He's like, so later on, when you kill Barzini, Tatalia. <laughs> do you think he? What's the matter with you? Do you think in his weekly up, updates to the Don, he has to put in the footnotes all? He has to recognize his errors. His errors, for example, mean? he has to put. Uh, by the way, when I four months ago, I re- in our meeting with Santino, I referenced that Solazzo was good at, at, with a knife. It turned out it was Bruno Tatalia who was good with a knife. <laughs> Like, you know how newspapers have to publish Oh, like an mistakes. errata, like an up, like a correction. Yeah, correction. Oh, I see. So, <laughs> he's correcting stuff from like weeks ago. Exactly. I was like, what? Doesn't really help us right now. <laughs> oh. So, I think it was odd that he said that publicly. He said Santino was a bad Don with all these somewhat mixed company. Yeah. Yet, I was, then I started thinking maybe he said it as a lesson to all in the room or certain people in the room. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you better listen to, like, don't be hot-headed. Yeah. Like, learn from Son Santino's mistakes. Yeah. So right. maybe. That's what he'd, uh, yeah. But he just calls him an outright bad Don. Yeah. So he doesn't even say, like, <laughs> he was too hot. He doesn't even qualify. He's just like, he was a bad Don. In this whole scene, he's... He's consoling Tom, trying to comfort him, make yeah, him not feel so bad. True, so yeah. I wonder if he really believes Santino was bad, Don, or is he just saying that? 
Hmm. I think in his heart he knows yeah. that, that Santino was not ready. Yeah. Because first, don't forget, Santino's the one who got him into this mess by by revealing that he was hot for the deal. So right. right from the start, Sonny's yeah. the uh, yeah, Sonny's the weak link in the communication. Yeah, right. uh, I think in another one of and yeah, Tom Hagen's corrections from the editor, yeah, he would say. Uh, Flexible, flexible flyer, not as flexible as advertised. <laughs> That's false advertising. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, there, an interesting uh, moment in the scene, right when Tom Lee walks away. Yeah, the camera holds on Brando, and he's uh-huh. looking down. And then for a split second, he looks up, and he looks right at the camera. Oh, I didn't it's notice. Very that. odd. I'm surprised they kept it. Hmm. It looked like he, maybe he looked at Mikey or a little bit off camera, but then right to the camera. Oh, very, weird. very strange. Oh, I did not watch. notice it. Yeah. When, uh, I'll t- very t- quick. T- take another look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, He's probably thinking, am I done here? <laughs> Is that it? Do we go? We go. Right. Um, and so the, the scene ends when Tom leaves and, um, and you see uh, Mikey undoing his tie. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and then the Don and Don walks behind him and puts his hand on his shoulder and like like puts his hand on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any uh, significance to this? He pats his face, his cheek. Yeah, too. he pats his cheek mm-hmm. and then he also rubs. You know, he rubs his yeah. shoulder. Is there any like to that significance? To yeah, like is it like is it the Don literally like molding Mikey mm. and being like, oh, I'm you know showing you how to behave, or you know Mikey taking off his tie? Is he like, oh man, this is like. Is he like this is harder than I thought, and uh, then and then the Don's like, hey, t- you know, you're doing good. You know, yeah. you're kind of like you're you're doing fine. I was also thinking or, like his hand there. He's almost like the puppet uh, master in, yeah. the, in the thing, like you know. And then Mike, he was like, oh my gosh, I'm in the life that I didn't specifically did not want yeah. to be in, and now here I am. That's so, really interesting. So, anyway, yeah. in the book, Puto writes about how it's quite the opposite. Mikey is is totally in control and and is I'll I'll, get, I'll read it in a second but he's mm-hmm. saying to uh Don Corleone like you are no longer responsible for what I'm about to do. Mm. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. I have a couple other things to in the book. May I read? Mm, all right. Yeah, Alex, you know the book it's different than the movie. All right, I'll ask you to read but I won't insist. <laughs> Don't insist. Should we insist our readers have clean records? <laughs> Have have clean, articulate voices. Page 401, Puzo writes, uh, By the way, uh, who is this? Uh, By by the way, I I told... Oh, so this is Don trying to cheer up uh, Tom. Mm -hmm. Don Corleone. By the way, I told Michael that Lamponi's secret regime would not escape your eye. So that shows I have faith in you. Michael laughed. I I honestly didn't think you'd pick that up, Tom. Do you remember that old thing last week with Lamponi? Yeah, yeah. Having a secret side business. Yeah, yeah. And and there are two different versions of it, wasn't it? One of them, Tom saying, "Oh, so I guess you know about the secret regime." Yeah, and that wasn't right. there was another one, another version of it where he told somebody else about it, or I don't remember the details. Yeah, t- Tom was aware of it, like he yeah. should have been aware of it, okay. and Mikey was aware of it too. But but Mikey didn't think Tom would yeah. have the wherewithal to know about that. So is that so maybe maybe Mikey's underestimating Hagen? Is that you know you, your Under- enemies should your enemies should underestimate you? <laughs> oh gosh, and your <laughs> friends should no wait. I still haven't untangled that whole thing. <laughs> so. um 
But so is Mikey kind of dissing him here? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's like, I, didn't th- I didn't think you'd find that. Yeah, he totally <laughs> is. Yeah. Up until now, you ever been that good to a concert yeah. here, so. <laughs> you thought it was Tatali all along? It was clear it was Cuneo. <laughs> no, no, Mikey, it was Barzini. That's what I said, Barzini. <laughs> Everyone's wrong. <laughs> Only Don Corleone. I can't retire. But <laughs> you just like, okay, well, what I'm uh, doing with It's Tatalia, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mikey, to tell you. Pats him on the hand. <laughs> uh, here's another Puzo writes. Michael shook his head decisively. You're out, Tom. Tom. Yeah! <laughs> Tom finished his drink, and before he left, he gave Michael a mild reproof. Mm. You're nearly as good as your father, Oh, he told Michael. But there's one thing you still have to learn. What's that? Michael said. Michael said politely, how to say no, how, how to say no, Hagen answered. Yeah. Sorry, I kind of messed that up. No, but I don't understand what his point was. Michael nodded gravely. You're right, he said. I'll remember that. I think how to, how to push people out. But he, this is what he's doing right now. He's pushing them out. But, but how to do it. To oh, do meaning it like his, I think his, that's what he his, means. Um, his, like his, his bedside technique. Exactly, not, not that he does, yeah. literally doesn't know how, but he doesn't know how to do it. In a way that is not harmful. Which brings me to the next nugget of wisdom mm-hmm. from Don Corleone, according to Puzo, mm-hmm. about how you should say no to people. So this is Mario Puzo quoting Don Corleone. <laughs> yeah. Sakatuna. So, Puzo writes, when Hagen left, Michael said jokingly to his father, so you've taught me everything else. Tell me how to say no to people in a way they'll like. Oh, uh, everyone laughs at Tom behind his back. <laughs> Tom's outside the door all like, whoa. <laughs> Here's everyone we're making fun of him. So I'm warning you, you need to focus because this is even more complicated than that whole underestimate okay. right. your <laughs> overestimated colleagues thing yeah, from okay. a couple so, episodes ago. Here we go. Do I need to write it out to like chart it? <laughs> we, need, to like... we need a mind map. Okay. Here we go. Puzo writes. Mind map. The Don moved to sit behind the big desk. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, when they okay, say the Don, pause. are they talking about <laughs> oh, Michael Corleone or, or, or Vito Corleone? He doesn't specify. Oh, it's right from the start, we're in trouble. <laughs> Can we have assurances that we know which Don you're referring to, Mario Puzo? <laughs> Here we go. You cannot say no to the people you love. Hmm. Not often. You can't? No. <laughs> that's, that's the secret. And then when you do, it has to sound like a yes. So or, like this. Or you have yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Say it to Sylvia. They won't understand. New generation. Go ahead. Ask me if you can do something. I'll answer. I'll show you how to do it. Uh, Pop, should I, uh, should I have Barzani killed? Well, <laughs> see, that's how you do it. Ah, oh, so that's your secret. You, you don't even run the business, Pop. You let everyone else make the decisions for if you. If everything works out, it was your idea all along. If it doesn't work out, you strictly forbade them to do this crazy thing. <laughs> if it doesn't work out, you blame the conciliary. After all, he's Irish-German. What, what can you expect? <laughs> Some accident should happen. <laughs> Are you following so far? So far, yes. Oh, really? Because I'm not. Let me start from the top. Here we go. Mikey. You cannot say no to the people you love. Not often. Mm-hmm. That's the secret. And then when you do, it has to sound like a yes. Or you have to make them say no. 
You have to take that. You have to take time and trouble. But I'm old fashioned. You're the new modern generation. Don't listen to me. Hmm. So does he mean listen to him? Yeah. Is, is he, he trying is he try- to get him to say no to him? So. <laughs> I'm serious. I really don't understand all that. He's saying that Explains. because, okay, so family, he's saying when you're talking to family, uh-huh. you can't just come right out and say no often. Because they're too close. You yeah, need to let them down. Take it personal, they'll get mm. huffy and whatever. Okay. If there is some reason that they want to do something and you have you feel like you have to tell them no, the best case scenario is to either is to tell them no, but think that they're walking away having gotten oh. like a, a still a positive feeling. Didn't he? I thought he said try to get them to think that they well, were the ones to say no. The, and the best case scenario is to oh, just have them it. is to mm-hmm. manipulate them. So they're the ones who say, you know what? You're, you know what? I'm starting to think Tilma Turk might not oh. be the best idea. Well, whatever you think, Mikey, whatever you yeah, think is best. So it. that's kind of what I think he said. And Don Corleone modeled it when he was talking Hagen by saying Santino was a bad Don. That, yeah. Not the, not the, basically saying it wasn't your fault. I'm saying no to you, but it's not really your yeah, fault. Yeah, I'm trying to give you some pride. You can still walk away with your head held high because yeah. you're not as humiliated. Until Mikey shuts okay. the door, at least, we're all going to treat you with respect and... and mm-hmm. And so on. So that's, okay, awesome. That's kind of what I think it is. Yeah, makes sense. Actually, um, I think he read "How to Win Friends and Influence People." <laughs> this guy. Well, I've heard people say that when when someone is um, the best way to get someone to go along with an idea is to make that person think it was their idea. Mm, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. you're talking with someone, then I bring up an idea, and then later on I say, "You know what? You're right, Andrew. My the idea I came up with before is a good idea." Why is that good to do? Because then it makes the people more excited about the idea than if they you just gave them an order uh, and they're following it blindly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Makes them yeah. feel like they're, they're like they want to succeed even more because it was their idea. So they're more so. likely to do it and do it well if they think it's their. They yeah, had because they want to make the impression and, yeah. and so on. Hmm. So, so Don Corleone might be saying, "Yeah, Blazini, you know, uh, he likes to he likes to go to the post office." <laughs> <laughs> on weekends and you know Tatalia yeah, him and so, the laws Mo Green with his massages I'm not telling you yeah, what to do yeah we're just like oh you know just occurred to me whenever Frazzini goes to whenever Tatalia goes to the post office he, he's always by himself he doesn't have anyone with him <laughs> he must get lonely they all by himself <laughs> by the way there are uh, fake police uniforms on sale down the street <laughs> <laughs> he's really like <laughs> he's really selling it <laughs> i'm not telling him what to do you know we got all these police uniforms now why don't you put it on see how, see how it fits you just to see oh that's a great fit how let's take it out for a spin try kneeling down on one foot oh that's perfect <laughs> yeah to test out the uh the, how tight it is in the leg kneel down on one foot <laughs> it's got those cuffs that are resistant to uh, powder burns <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it'd be a great way to kill somebody with this thing like that. That's great. Well, what do I know? I'm not the Don anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm sunny retired. <laughs> I'm sunny retired. <laughs> well, I got a few more things. So thank How you. How do you for- think we got this podcast going? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, for, we're talking about the Godfather, but I don't know anything about recording or editing a podcast. I know what to uh, do. <laughs> By the way, I've been trying for months to figure out how to say no. I can't do this anymore, but I can't figure out how to get it, get you to think it's your idea. <laughs> Although, you know what I'm thinking? Maybe we should take a break for a while. 
<laughs> nah, what, what, what do you mean? Nah, goes against all my plans. Look, the police uniform, it works. Wait, now am I saying I want to take a break because I really want to or because, because, I, because you manipulated me? Oh Alex, you God. need to learn how to say no. It's puppets, puppet controllers all the way up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, thank you for explaining that logic. There you go. Puppet controllers. So I think in, in in a nerdier movie, that could have been, that whole paragraph could have been quoted because it's great wisdom. Yeah. Similar to keep it, keep your enemies, keep your friends close, but your, keep your enemies close, but your friends closer. It's a little long, but it's it's wise. Coming up, Alex, I'm about to quote a line from this book, which I am I was stunned to read. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get to it in a second. Oh just want to give you a little teaser. Sheesh. Let's see. Uh, Maybe we should pause for a commercial break to, to <laughs> take advantage of that. Uh, There's just one little bit before that. Uh, okay. Puzo writes, Michael said quietly, uh, I think it's I think quietly, it's time for quietly. me. I think it's time for me to tell you that that what I'm going to do is not purely out of vengeance at, for Apollonia and Sonny. It's the right thing to do. Tessio and Tom are right about the Barzini's. So right who's now, saying this to Don? It's just the Don and Mikey alone okay. now. But who was saying that, Mikey? Mikey, that okay. was me. Yeah, that was Mikey. <laughs> so Mikey is starting to suggest that he is the one making the whole big plan for the end of this book and movie, and that Don mm-hmm. Corleone has not been giving him instructions, which you and I have been wondering aloud for the past few weeks. Yes, it sounds like Mikey is kind of moving taking ahead the lead. Uh huh. So he's acting as like an advisor. Like a CC semi-retired. Like, yeah. Done. So here we go. Don Puzo writes, Don Corleone nodded. Revenge is a dish that tastes best when it is cold. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Woo. Yeah. Uh, is this the first time? Is this from this movie? I, I, I can't believe I'm reading this. It's either a terrible cliche or... You know it what? Is the, or Puzo wrote it. We'll ask. We'll answer. We'll ask. We'll ask. Revenge is a death dish best served cold. That that tastes best when it is cold. Yeah. So it's a little, a little different from how I've heard it before, but maybe maybe it's just been bastardized over the years. Yeah. So you know, we'll look it up in the bonus content to okay. find out. Stick around if you want to <laughs> find the answer to that question. If you want to find out whether it's better to eat revenge cold or heat it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have microwaves back then, so it was a bigger deal to mm, heat up that's revenge. True. I, you try per, per, making revenge for 30 guys. <laughs> yeah. First you add your sausage. You add a little <laughs> sugar. Then you add... A little, uh, little bitterness. <laughs> a couple more things, Alex. Puto okay. writes... Um, have they found that shepherd? Okay, so Mikey talks about his experience in Sicily, how Barzini was the one who bombed the car trying to kill him. Wait. It was Barzini all along. <laughs> <laughs> Have they found that shepherd? So he's asking about Fabrizio. Mm-hmm. The Don asked. I found him, Michael said. I found him a year ago. He's got his own little pizza place up in Buffalo. New name, phony passport, and identification. He's doing very well. Uh, is Fabrizio? He's doing very well. Is Fabrizio the shepherd? Hmm. The Don nodded. So it's so it's to no purpose to wait any longer. When will you start? Michael said, "I want to wait until after Kay has the baby, just in case anything goes wrong. And I want Tom settled in Vegas so he won't be concerned in this affair. I think a year from now." 
A year? <laughs> I mean, she's they're kidding about the cold revenge stuff. So many times in this book, they keep referencing a year or two and you <laughs> have the same reaction. So isn't that interesting that that even Fabrizio is lined up yeah. for this big uh the climax that's coming up. Did um so I guess yeah, I guess you have to be patient when you're in this line of work. Yeah. It seems to me like if you're in revenge, like, I don't know, I guess if I was going to get revenge, that would be like the top of my, that would be the top of my, but you know, again, maybe it's not really the top of his list. Yeah. Well, he's also thinking strategically from a business perspective. He wants to get Tom out to Vegas so he won't interfere. He wants to have, uh, he wants Kay to have the baby. So just in case anything goes wrong with that, and he wants to be completely focused. Does he doesn't want anything to interfere with this business? I forget. Does Mikey um, kill him himself, or does he send somebody to do kill him? who? Kill Fabrizio. Uh, it's a deleted scene. I don't think it's Mikey. No. Hmm. Yeah. So why the concern then? Well, I guess it could Can't they just be- contact the well, Buffalo family and say, "Hey, listen, can you do us a favor." But maybe if they find out Fabrizio's killed, Barzini and and Tatalia will. Head to the mattresses, yeah. Probably do it all at the same time. That's that's how. Oh, because they would say, "Hey, he's killing them." Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. Couple of convince me, counselor. You showed cause. (laughs) A couple of things. So this is interesting because it's just Don Corleone and his son Michael talking. Puto writes. Michael said gently, "You have no part. You're not responsible." I take all responsibility. I I would refuse to let you even veto. If you tried to do that now, I would leave a family and go my own way. You're not responsible. Wow. So it's truly that I think the torch has been passed. So, yeah, he is the Don now. Yeah, and Don Corleone pretty much accepts that. He says, yeah, I've, I've done my share in life. I haven't got the heart anymore. And there are some duties that... There the- wasn't enough time, Michael. <laughs> That's it then, he says. Kind of lets Mikey go. Hmm. Puto writes there's a little bit more background information during that year Kay Adams Corleone was delivered of a second child another boy huh. so that's different because in the in the movie it's just a boy and a girl yeah so second boy she delivered easily without any trouble whatsoever and was welcomed back to the mall like a royal princess wait was it a boy it was a boy Alex <laughs> Can I get a straight answer this, out of you? Because this podcast thing must end. It's unholy. <laughs> there have been movie by minutes podcasts since long before now. Oh, oh Alex. <laughs> you said that five years ago. A <laughs> couple other uh, bits and pieces. So Nino Valenti, who is not in the movie, that was Johnny Fontaine's Christ, childhood child- friend mm-hmm. who is out in Hollywood. He's a big drunk and using drugs, mm-hmm. and so is Johnny. Uh, he dies of a cerebral hemorrhage. Not Johnny, Nino Valenti. Uh, his death made the front pages of the tabloids because he was in a hit movie with Johnny Fontaine. Ooh, hit. <laughs> yeah. And he was also um, well-regarded among the Corleone family. Mm-hmm. Check this out. Puzo writes, no member of the Corleone family attended Nino Valenti's funeral in California except Fredo. 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 <laughs> Freddie, Puzo writes. <laughs> Lucy, blah, 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 a couple of Hollywood people did. Uh, the Don himself had wanted to go to California, but had suffered a slight heart attack. Whoa. So 
Yeah, in the movie, it's all you only get. He only gets the big, the one big one. But yeah. in the book, it's creeping up to it. Semi-retire moment too soon. Mm-hmm. He sent a huge floral wreath instead. It makes me wonder if it's the same wreath that Johnny had sent him. <laughs> oh, they just keep sending back and forth. <laughs> Albert Neary was also sent west as the official representative of the family. I got one last thing, Alex. Okay. This is a little bit of a spoiler, but I want to put it in now. You want to read it into the record? Does, yeah, because this does not jibe with the, the ending of the movie. Puzo hmm. writes, Two days after Nino's funeral... Mo Green was shot to death in the Hollywood home of his movie star mistress. Oh, wow. So it didn't coincide with wow. the death of the crime family bosses. Uh, Albert Neary did not reappear in New York until almost a month later. He had taken his, vaca- his vacation in the Caribbean and returned to duty tanned almost black. Michael welcomed him with a smile, a few words of praise, which included the information that Neary would... F- would from then on receive an extra, quote, living. The family income from an East Side book considered especially rich. Neary was content, satisfied that he lived in a world that properly rewarded a man who did his duty. Hmm. So interesting. So it's, in the book universe, Mo, Mo Green is killed much earlier. Much earlier, and they make it clear that it's Al Neary. Yeah. So that's weird that he, he waits a year to kill Fabrizio, but does but immediately kills Mo Green. Well, I wonder if... They need to kill Mo before going to Vegas because that's a key component of their Vegas Hmm. transition plan. That's the only thing I can guess. Yeah, I guess in the movie, they don't move out to Vegas until Mo Green's already dead. Dead. And if you think about it, maybe killing Mo Green wouldn't tip off the crime bosses. And in a sense, it might even, it might suggest to them that they truly are committing to move to Vegas. We're, we're going to get rid of Mo oh, Green and we're right. going to get out of Vegas. We don't like New York oh, is so all. Yeah, those. you're right. It's a good uh, keep them a, off their balance. Yeah, make I, your you make your enemies overestimate you. Mm-hmm. Say underestimate no. your overestimate your weakness. <laughs> That's it. They overestimate your weaknesses and they underestimate your kind. Your friends underestimate your kindness. Yes, exactly. And. And help your enemy say no to your enemies, but make them think it was their idea that they said no. When they are doing the revenge coldly. Yeah. So. Yes. Anything um, else, Alex? For the whole minute? Yeah, we got Vegas stuff. But yeah, I have a, a couple of things about mm-hmm. Las Vegas. Lay it on us. Um, well, you see, uh, you don't really see any of our cast, but you do see um, the scenes of Las Vegas. There's a bunch of, um, what are they called? Stock footage. Stuck footage. Oh, that's so awesome. I um, love the way old Vegas looks. Yeah, so I uh, have some notes about the performers and the hotels that we see mm, cool. uh, mentioned here. Um, Patty Page, we see, is performing mm. at the... Um, which one is she at? The, uh, the Desert Inn? The Desert Inn, yeah. Yes. Uh, Patty Page uh, was a... Um, not only was she a popular singer, she did like pop songs and country songs, but um, she was the top charting female vocalist of the 50s and sold oh, wow. over 100 million albums. Oh, my gosh. Which is 50s. just crazy to think that someone could be that popular in the 50s. And now, like, how many people do you think know who Patty Page wow, is? that's incredible. So, that's crazy. Yeah. How much is that doggy in the window was her big, uh. her big um, hit. Uh, Joe E. Lewis also mm. mentioned. Um, he is a comedian. Mm. Um. Here's what's interesting about him. In the 20s, he was um, 
maybe it was the early 30s. Anyway, he was working uh, in uh, Chicago nightclubs mm-hmm. and um, this uh, guy who was one of Ca- uh, Al Capone's um, capo regimes mm. said to Joe E. Lewis, hey, we want you to come work at our nightclub. And he was like, oh, no, no, sorry, fellas, I'm committed to this other nightclub. And so they... Um, assaulted him and cut his throat from ear to ear and including cutting his tongue. So Whoa. he basically, and uh, miraculously he survived it. And um, Al Capone was pissed off because he liked, he likes Joey Lewis. Uh, so he gave uh, Joey Lewis $10,000 to recover and to get back on his feet. And uh, eventually he did. Uh, so he managed to come wow. back from being having his throat cut by uh, mobsters. Damn, did he perform at uh, Capone's Casino or wherever <laughs> they wanted him to perform? Uh, I don't have any information about oh that. They cut his, his tongue out? Like they, I guess they cut his throat and in the process cut his tongue. Oh. Like, I don't know if it was out because clearly wow. he could talk afterwards. Yeah, so I don't know, yeah. yeah. But, Talk about your voice getting weak. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and in 1957, there was a movie made of uh, Joey Lewis's life based on his autobiography, The Joker is Wild. The Joker is Wild? The Joker is Wild. Oh, cool. And it does include all that crazy stuff you just described? Yes. Oh, we should and, watch it. And you know who plays him? Frank Sinatra plays oh. Joey, uh, Joey Lewis. Oh, so, man. Uh, that picture made him a big star. <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, Martin and Lewis. Mm. No relation mm-hmm. to Joey Lewis. That is, of course, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Probably mm-hmm. the only ones at all who are remembered out of all the names that we see yeah. here. Yeah, I think so. Although even that, it's hard to like. Do, kids, close. do millennials know who they Probably are? Not. I mean, now that the no. Jerry, Jerry Lewis telethon isn't even on anymore. Yeah, that no, was, uh, we may be the last generation to yeah. recognize them by name. Uh, yes, they were a uh, duo. D. Martin was a singer, mm-hmm. a lot like Johnny Fontaine, and Jerry mm-hmm. Lewis was a uh, comedian, mm-hmm. spazzy comedian, and. Um, <laughs> They were part of the Rat Pack, mm-hmm. which was a bunch of Frank Sinatra and his friends who uh, partied in Las Vegas. Uh, and um, the Desert Inn. The Desert Inn um, is uh, that's where Patty Page was playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that uh, appeared in a couple of movies. The movie Lost in America. Did you ever see Lost in America? No. Uh, There's a fantastic scene, Lost in America, where... Um, uh, Albert Brooks and uh, Julie Haggerty, you know, from Airplane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Julie Haggerty loses all their money, their their whole retirement money at playing gambling at a casino. Mm. And so uh, Albert Brooks has to go to the casino manager, played by Gary Marshall, and has to try to convince him to, that the casino should give them their money back mm. as like a publicity stunt. Oh, wow. Like saying like, hey, you know, if you lose your money, we're going to give you back. We give it oh, back to these wow. people. And, uh, anyway, so it's the Desert Inn. And he, so Albert Brooks has this whole like, oh, he's like, I, I'm, in, I'm in advertising. So I can tell you, the Desert Inn has heart. The Desert Inn has heart. See, because you're giving us the, you know, like giving us the money back. So Desert Inn. Uh, it's, so, it's so interesting how the tradition of singers and entertainers having a residency mm-hmm. at a certain hotel and casino yeah. still persists now. Yeah, if anything, it kind of came back after. It, yeah. it was kind of like not like, I guess, like Elvis kind of made it seem cheesy, but now mm-hmm. it's now it's definitely yeah. a, 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 a standard thing. And uh, Rush Hour 2, you've seen Rush Hour oh, 2, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> the casino, I guess there's they call it like the oh, Red yeah. Dragon or something, and mm-hmm. that thing was filmed in the sands. Oh, wow. Oh, sorry, the Desert mm-hmm. Inn. 
Hmm. Uh, Wait, is the Desjardins still there? No, it was demolished in one in October 2001, one month after September 11th, they demolished it. Any uh, connection? To no, no, they had they had a plan before then, and but after they made it a much you know because around that time is where they started making it like come on everyone come watch the hotel the imploded for some reason they didn't publicize this one as much but it's now where the win the win oh okay I know where that is yeah uh, Vegas Uh, we also see El Rancho Vegas Mm. um, where um, I guess that's where Joe E. Lewis was playing Uh, at one point it was owned by Howard Hughes torn down in 1979 and uh, it is now where the MGM Resorts Festival ground is Hmm. So I'm not sure where exactly that is, but it sounds hmm. like they just, uh, you know, you and I are both Vegas, Vegas hounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Sands Hotel, the Sands. Uh-huh. which we see in the opening. Yeah. Um, did not open until 1952. Oh. Does that mean that the scene takes place after 1952? <laughs> so Continuity ever. ever. Well, or that that's because it could be six years since, since, oh, gosh. Uh, since the wedding. That's I true. Mean, he was back for a year before he contacted yeah, Kay. Well, so it it could, two, and it was two years once he got back, I think, before whatever the next. Right, and then another year to kill yeah. Fabrizio. Yeah. And so hmm, could be. be. The grand opening of The Sands. Yeah. Uh, the Sands was uh, owned by the mob and Frank Sinatra. Mm. And um, uh, eventually Howard Hughes. It was um, the first casino to allow black performers to appear. Mm. Uh, Nat King Cole was he mm. to appear and could stay at the hotel because up oh, until wow. then black performers could perform but they couldn't stay at the oh, hotel when they were performing. Wow. So um so um Nat King Cole was the first one mm. and uh so Frank Sinatra found out that um that while that while he was performing there Nat King Cole wasn't eating in the dining room he would eat his dinner in the room every night. Mm. And Frank Sinatra was like why are you eating in the room every night? And he's like, well, I'm as a Negro, I'm not allowed to eat in the main dining room. Mm-hmm. And Frank Sinatra got super pissed off and went down there and he's like, he's allowed to eat here. And, and so uh. Frank Sinatra, despite being a dick a lot of times, he was very pro. Um, he was very yeah. pro uh, integration. Yeah. Like Good any performers him. deserve to who perform there deserve to. Uh, yeah. And uh, 1961, they started allowing um, they started hiring black employees and letting black people come to stay at oh, the thing. Uh, so uh, I get the, the impression of being a musician myself and yeah. you an artist artists and musicians i think are a little cooler in that regard it makes sense that frank sinatra would stick up for fellow musicians yeah that i think was the connection is that you know yeah. being a working musician and having a great deal of respect for black oh musicians gosh, and stuff yeah. like he, yeah. he he wasn't uh you know he wasn't gonna put so Nat king cole was the jackie robinson of the vegas strip Yes, this is true. Mm-hmm. Um, although I guess I would say Sammy Davis was probably more oh, responsible yeah. for for uh, yeah. you know for much more public. That. So, uh, so there you go, a little set in the scene for Las Vegas. Awesome! It is so cool to see old old time Las Vegas. Yeah, it was so much character. It's great. Yeah. Well, it's funny because on the one hand, I'm like, oh, it must have been. It would have been great to go there during that time. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, would we have gone there during that time? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. The only reason mm-hmm. we got to go to Vegas was because it became a mainstream American yeah. thing that you could go there in your flip flops and shorts and you know back mm-hmm. then you had to wear a suit everywhere yeah, or, you know what true. I mean yeah. so we, we wouldn't have uh, and it was originally a desert stopover for GIs <laughs> looking to make uh-huh. some money if you look closely in that stock footage you uh-huh. you, you got to look really closely really it's in uh, it's in frame twenty eight oh boy uh, you can see a really small plaque. 
And if you zoom in on that plaque, mm-hmm. I swear, I, I, maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me, but I, I can see a dedication to our our uh, massage loving friend Mo Green. So, I think Hyman Roth was wrong. Do you, so, do you think he was wrong, or do you think he was lying? Oh, to prove his point to Mikey. <laughs> yeah, because he knew Mikey wouldn't know the difference. So he's like, I'm "There's gonna- not even a plaque on Las Vegas Boulevard. <laughs> There's not even a statue <laughs> except in anywhere except the lobby of the hotel." <laughs> he's got to say the disclaimer for legal reasons. Yeah, <laughs> for legal reasons, Mikey. I need you to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to turn up the television set so you can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Mo Green. Well, that's all I have for a minute. 140. That's all I got too. Well, speaking of Mo Green, how mm-hmm. much longer? If we're at the, we're at the cusp of Vegas, we are almost there. Alex. We must be coming to the scene where Mo Green uh, shows up. The so. scene where Mo Green <laughs> shows up. <laughs> uh, I have it in my old notes. I'm scrolling back to see if I can find it. Uh, when does, we're trying to find out when. Is it when Mo Green gets shows up? Is that when it is? Or is it when he says he talks to Barzini? What no, it's it? like, don't you talk to a man like Mo Green like that? Okay. So it's actually after he leaves that. So yeah. I guess okay. So we, have, so we have all through the whole that. scene of Mo Green. Yeah. But it's not very long. Yeah. It's, it's probably like it's a minute. It's just a couple minutes. So <laughs> as a reminder, you still have to write the lyrics to the next song. The after this one. Well, we don't know what it is yet. We have to. We have to did, find did out. In the polls, did the polls close yet? I don't know. Should we close the polls now? Let's close the polls. Let's close the polls. Yeah. Well, play, we have to play your clo- close. By the time poll. people listen to this, it will be have been closed for about a month. Okay. Yeah. So because okay. <laughs> we need to do the song now. <laughs> All right then. All right. So we'll check yeah. out what the thing is, yeah. and uh, I'll write lyrics. Yeah. Awesome. Boy. All right. Yeah. So, um, so are you going to play the song one more time? Let's play the song. Well, you know, we'll play it on the way out. So let's uh, review it. And then. Oh, right. We got to review it. Let's rate it. Okay. Mm, we got some Brando action, although he doesn't look at the camera. Mm. <laughs> Is that a pl- plus or a minus? <laughs> Everyone's dissing on Hagen. Mm. Mikey takes the torch. You're out, Tom. That's a great line. <sighs> Man. All right. I'm mm. ready. Okay, I'm ready. It's tough. Ready? One, two, three. Oh, nah, I was almost going I only, four. Yeah, me I was too. almost going to go four. I did not. Me too. Me too. Mm. Yeah, me too. It would have been a three and a half, we'll say it's that. Solid three and a half. Solid yep. three and a half. Yeah. All right, so you and I are going to continue to, um, with the bonus content, mm-hmm. uh, which you can listen to by going to godfatherminute.com slash support. Uh, don't forget, you can get the show a week early every week by going to our mm-hmm. YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. It airs, uh, you can listen to a podcast a week before it shows up here on the podcast. That's so, right. uh, if you're, if you're really eager to find out what we have to say about something, go ahead and listen on the YouTube channel over That's there. That's right. And the bonus episode comes out on Saturday. That's mm-hmm. the full everything we got. Yeah. And then Sunday is the YouTube of the regular episode, episode and the debuts on YouTube, and the following Sunday, yes, a week later, the regular episode on yes. all the other outlets. Yes, so um, go listen. It's a little complicated, Alex. And uh, so I guess that'll wrap up this episode. Until mm. next week, Tom, Tom you're, you're out. out.